ravage love. Santa Claus is coming. It's episode 33. Season 5 of Ravage Love, Nani Noel. Hi, Julie. Hello, Renee. How are you? How are you? Are you feeling festive? I am feeling festive. It's not... Uh, it's going up to, like, plus 8 this week. Nice. So, no, I hate it. Um, because I, oh, oh, sorry. I feel like it means I'm going to have a green Christmas, and I hate that. I hate that for me. Um, so not super, it's, it's not helping the festive mood, I guess is what I'm saying, but I am well, starting to feel somewhat festive, um, and getting into the vibe. I've done all my Christmas shopping. I've sent out all my packages to the, my lovelies who live away. So yeah, feeling festive. How are you feeling? You feeling festive? You know, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, you know, for sure. Cause it's so much work and moms make Christmas happen. So it's a lot, uh, a lot of gift wrapping and things and my hands aren't working the best. Um, so I bought like a ton of fancy boxes and stuff to just kind of ease it? that issue. But because, because my brain's not working well, um, I've accidentally bought doubles of like so many things. Oh no, <laughs> MS yeah. owes you some money. <laughs> I know. So I have like packages I need to return like for books and there was this really nice print that I bought um, for my friend, my friend Kathy, and um, I was like, "Oh, she can love this. It's lovely." Um, and then I went to the salon last week and got my hair my hair done. And um, when I was sitting in the chair, I was like, "Oh my god, Kathy would love this print." And so I ordered another one. <laughs> so I have two two of the same print, and you know it's beautiful. So I can either keep it or like gift it to someone else, but. Oh boy, like not so your shy, moment. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but I but I, yeah, I I'm I'm excited for my kids to open their presents. Um it's just it's a lot of extra work and historically I always did all the Christmas things, but the last couple of years their their dad bought a lot of the presents and would just deliver them to my house. Um mm. whereas like I like I prefer to do like in person shopping because I could see it and touch it and all those things um and I haven't really had to do that for the last couple of years also had somebody to like split the cost of Christmas presents with yeah um but um I decided this year like I was just gonna get every single thing that they asked for like because they've had a year yeah. they babies they've had a year so they're getting literally everything on their wish list yeah. and a lot of it's very costly but it's not gonna happen again <laughs> so might as well give them a magic special christmas that they can enjoy so i you know i i've said it before my mom was very sad and miserable a lot of the time but she always 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 no matter what made christmas very magical and i don't think i'm sad and miserable but i always want to make sure that christmas is magical because i think that is impactful and my kids had this tradition where every year they go get their Santa photos taken, their dad would take them, and then they would do that circle game mm -hmm. sign. <laughs> and they're all gonna go. They're gonna oh go take their photo for me this year. So I'm so excited. I think that's so special and lovely of them, you know, and um, feeling, feeling good. So, you know what, Christmas magic is alive, even though I am exhausted and burnt out. But the holidays make me like, feel very romantic. Mm. 
even though I'm like deathly alone all the time. But it, it makes me like, it makes me like horny. It makes me romantic. It makes me want to like be in every single Hallmark movie ever. And I've watched three so far. Um, yeah. And uh, some are good, some are not. Um, but the Carrie Fisher Hallmark movie is on Tubi. So it's free. I don't have to like find it and download it anywhere. And I'm pretty excited about that. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I do think there's something romantic about Christmas. Like I just do. And there's, there's a reason why, you know, Hallmark of all people is making a bunch of rom-coms at Christmas. Cause there's just, there is something in the air. It just feels like, I don't know. There is something to it. Even when you're totally mm-hmm. alone, it kind of like gives you a bit of hope that like love is in the air. Love actually yeah. is all around. May or may not be a famous fucking christmas but but it's true it is true true yeah you know i will say that like i'm i'm finding that this year watching the hallmark movies it's not making me sad Mm, yay! Um, yeah like previously you know i even though my my world was very very different and more people were in it it would make me feel like i'm never gonna find love i'm never gonna be happy instead this year i'm just like good for them yeah good for them and I, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. So, um, I do want to just, I watched this one called like night before Christmas, I think, but it's night with a K Ooh. and not only did it have a witch, Ooh. um, it had a legit night who gets sent to the future and meets Vanessa Hudgens or how do you say her name? Yeah. Hudgens. You said it right. Yep. Okay. Vanessa hug and kiss. And, um, <laughs> and, I keep th- it was like the first movie I watched, and it's not it's not Hallmark, but when I say Hallmark, I mean the the Christmas genre, movie. if you will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's this part that happens in it that I I can't stop thinking about, and that's that the witch is saying, you know, you're going to go to a magical land where you know there are great metal moving beasts, so she means cars, and then um, magic boxes to entertain, which she means TV. So this knight finds the TV, and he spends like a whole night watching TV. And I realized that like poor Vanessa, she's going to have to deal with this night just becoming like a gamer, bro. Like he's just going to be sucked into that TV. Imagine like what a poor choice of life partner, like a, a like a medieval night. Like yeah. just, uh, I can't, uh, I feel so bad. That one made me feel bad. Cause I was like, uh, that's you feel bad for her, really not bad. for yourself. <laughs> No, exactly. Exactly. I was like, that's not a keeper. Like, yeah, okay, he can like make a fire and yeah, okay, he's chivalrous, but like at the end of the day, like that man is obsessed with television. Yeah, that's what autism you. looks like. In the <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's gonna yeah. ditch you for the electronics and nobody wants that. Hundred percent. He was so upset. He was like, Oh, do you wanna watch the magic boss box with me? She's like, I don't know, I got stuff to do, maybe a little bit, and then all day and she falls asleep and he's still awake watching and it's dark and I was like, It's over. It's over lady the only reason he stayed in the future was because of the tv i'm sure of it um but last week julie we talked about uh gift recommendations and you said that you would have one that was perfect for the femmes and so i'm wondering if you if you got that if you've got that ready oh my gosh i do yeah so if um you know if you're wanting to continue the holiday spirit and now you're thinking gift giving and not just indulging in some fun movies to pass the time So if you have a femme in your life, when you go to their house next, snoop a little bit, not too much, and look at the products that they use and write them down 
and then go to Sephora or Ulta if you're in the States, whatever makes sense. And you say, I want this or better. And therefore, you know that you're at least at the very least, you're getting them the exact products that they use and they like. But ideally, you could get them a higher end version. So they feel a little bit spoiled. And it doesn't just feel like you fulfilled a a need for them, but a want. So it's like something that you know, they'll use, but it's like a little bit chicer, a little bit nicer, more luxurious. And so it feels like a real treat for that person. What a great idea. Thank you. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. And so you can be completely oblivious to serums and acids and cleansers. And like, you, there's no expectation that you need to know all of these things or that you have to guess. Do not guess because people are very particular about these things, especially femmes. Mm-hmm. So if you have a femme mm-hmm. in your life, have a little sneak peek at their shower, inside their medicine cabinet, you know, whatever's displayed on their counter. Take a quick picture if it's easier or write it down and then go to Sephora with the list and say, I want this or better. And they will very much appreciate it. And it's thoughtful without having to, you know, give yourself a crash course on understanding the nuances of skincare and cosmetics. But it's so that you made an effort. I love that. You know what? The real gift is the effort. It is. It is. Right. Because, you know, like women, we joke about this every year. There's been countless memes of like these horrible, cheap, like bath sets that you get from the store that are like stale products or like no one uses or like the shittiest, most like liquidy nail polish that doesn't stay. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like, yeah, like weird, like nobody wants that. Or like a candle that just smells awful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like if someone gives me a candle that's in the sense that I like, then that feels thoughtful to me because it's like, Oh, you know what I like, which is not just like, here's a generic candle, but like I, for example, like like cedarwood, balsam, tobacco, like more like masculine scented things. And so a friend of mine came to my house, smelt this candle I had. It's called Antique Books. It's to this day my favorite candle. She was like, I am obsessed with this. This smells amazing. I'm like, right. I love it so much. I found it at Winners once. So I guess I'll never find it again. Ha ha ha. And then she bought <laughs> one for Christmas. And I was like, see, Aww. there's the thought. So things like that. that. Women, especially femmes, we are just so used to getting like cheap, gift sets that show zero effort and feel like getting like a box of um oh what's that like cliched box of chocolates that people get at christmas like pot of gold pot of gold yes (laughs) pot of gold is what you buy for the person you know to tip the person who delivers your newspaper (laughs) you're not buying pot of gold for people who you fucking know really well. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> and the femme equivalent of a pot of gold is like, here's like three shampoos in a package that I found at Shopper's Drug Mart. I'm like, no! Yeah. <laughs> Put some fucking effort. And then here's like a shitty candle that you found from somewhere. It's like, so yeah, that's my hot tip for femmes. And, I'm, and as Renee said, like we are here to attest that it's not about the price tag for most people. It's really about you thought of me in a way that's funny or you thought of me in a way that's touching or you thought of something not just like look I'm such a great benevolent person I gave you a gift but rather you're like oh I thought of you and so I got you this thing I'm telling you that could be a $20 item and that person will remember it 
because you clearly thought of them and that's what counts. And I know it's cliched. Everyone's like, it's a thought that counts, but it's true. And not just the thought of like, oh, you bought me something. I'd rather you buy me nothing and give me a nice card if what you bought me is actually has nothing to do with me, my personality or how I move through the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, like through you, I've I've gotten to know so many lovely folks that are just like heart of gold folks and they um sent me cards and sent me a lot of cards when when my my ex-husband passed away and these beautiful beautiful messages and i've kept every single one because they're just they warm my heart that it was like somebody took the time to write a nice message in a card and i think like at christmas i get these lovely cards from you and from our friend cat and just like you send me cards all the time and you send me postcards every time you go somewhere and I have them all tacked up like on my little calendar bulletin board thing and I keep them all and I have so many like lovely cards and messages from you from over the years and um, it's just lovely. It's it's so thoughtful and, and kind and it you could you could fold a piece of scrap paper and write a nice little message and it goes a long way. So I love that. I love. Yeah, the, it's just like that you were on someone's mind, you know? Yeah. yeah. And again. It doesn't, it really, it just takes noticing. And I, yeah. and I know I will say absolutely. It's very gendered. Typically I've received incredibly thoughtful gifts from women and not men, but my brother, straight, white, able-bodied man, like cisgender, mm-hmm. like the epitome of male privilege, mm-hmm. the most thoughtful gift giver on his entire life. Like when I was in high school, Aww. my brother would buy me clothes that was like, really chic and stylish and like my style not just like in style but my style specifically in sizes that fit me like wild wild and to this day like um last year for example my brother and I went to the National Art Gallery he had just moved to the area I was like so excited my brother loves art we went through it I love a gift shop at at a bookstore or at a museum or a gallery or something give me a fucking gift shop oh god I love it so much so we're going through it and we're looking at all the, you know, sh- the sh- shiny things. And I'm like, oh, I love this particular artist. I'm like, he has this print or he has this one particular painting that he's done that I love. And it's like a woman who's like blonde, kind of like looks a bit like me, but she's leaning up against an old yellow beetle. And so they had like a little book that had it in there. And I was like, yeah, I've, like, I've never been able to find this. But anyways, isn't this cool? Like, doesn't this look great? And he's like, oh, my God, I don't know that artist. And so we're like talking about it. And then we just moved on. And then last year for Christmas, he got me a huge print of that exact thing. Oh. And he went back to the gallery and bought that artist's entire picture book so that I also had all of his print. Like, and I'm sure, like, it wasn't thousands of dollars, this situation, but he, like, was like, oh, you can't find a print? Great. I'll get someone to print one for you. And then, like, got it done. And then, like, hand, like it was just so, I was so, so beclumped. I was so pumped because it was just so thoughtful and that's what gets you in the feels, right? It's not the price tag of like, I mean, look, it's nice when someone blows you away by buying you something nice. My dad bought me a Dyson vacuum one time and I was like, I'm rich. Like, but, (laughs) but fundamentally ask anyone, you know, especially women, but even men that I know, like it's the, the not people take, it's the thought that counts as in like, well, I did something. At least I thought of you. And that to me is not it. The thought that counts is like there was thought put into what you did and not just I checked off a box and didn't forget that you existed. Be grateful. 
Yeah, exactly. Instead, you're like, here's uh, the game toy. Yeah. yeah so, nice. you know, we're here to, you know, have a, have a good time on the show, but we do fundamentally believe in the magic of the holiday season and that there are ways you can make people feel loved and special. And look, go to our website. You will see listed Renee's favorite books we've read on the podcast, my favorite books we've read on the podcast. So if you also know a romance lover in your life and you're maybe, or you know someone who's getting interested in it, or you think who might be interested in it, you could go to our website. You could find our recommendations. Now that you know, Renee likes things on the weirder side. If that's like (laughs) something you think that your um, lovely would be into, then you could do that. If you want more mainstream, super gay shit, then look at my recommendations. But um, (laughs) buying someone a book, Ooh, someone bought me a book recently and I was like, how do you feel about people buying you books, Renee? Does that, does that feel intimate in and of itself? Um, no, but I, because, so because of this show, people often give me romance books and I don't read romance outside of the show Same. at all. It's not at all what I'm interested in. I want haunted houses all the time. Give me ghosts haunted houses um but i've read so many of them so i don't love getting books because i feel like there's an obligation to read it and most of the time i don't like what people Mm. give me and i i hate that because it makes me feel so guilty so i think it's lovely gesture like i love uh i love books obviously um i've read almost 100 this year according to my goodreads I'm at 95 books, baby. Um, And my house is just full of them. I love them. But um, I don't recommend people giving me books. Like, it's different if it's, like, you give me a book or, like, any of our, like, really close friends because they know, right? Like, they they get it. But um, no. But here's the thing is that I think I'm good at giving books. So it's it's tricky because I I love giving books and I love encouraging literacy and reading and and uh, so it's kind of a pot calling the kettle black situation because I'm like don't give me a book but I'm gonna give you one so no that's fair that's fair I don't I haven't received that many books in my life but I will say a man tried to woo me this fall by buying me a book and I haven't even read the book yet but just by reading the back of it and researching the author i'm like this someone cooked here like this man has really this man thought (laughs) this through he really did get me a book that was very good for and he was like all worried that i had read it before i'm like i'd never even heard of it before so i do think yeah i do think if you do it right it can work out really well and you know my dad for example every birthday every christmas he always just asks me specifically to buy a book not other people but me because i know what he likes and i get to you know i can challenge him by and now buy him a book that i've also read so that we can have like a big debate about it because my dad only reads nonfiction, and so Hmm. but again as we've been discussing right like the undertone of it is that it's like it's thoughtful when someone gets you a gift that includes a book that you either have never heard of or that, you know, will expand your mind in some way rather than just like, this was a bestseller. So I bought it for you. You know what I mean? Or like, I just kept yeah. seeing Da Vinci code in little libraries. So I bought it for somebody. Yeah. And you know what? That's like my, my ex would do that where he would be like, Oh, this book had good reviews, but it's like not at all up my alley. So here's, here's what I would recommend as far as books go 
if you have somebody in your life who's who is bookish who reads a lot um check out their goodreads Mm, right smart because all the things that somebody would google be like best haunted house books right and they would see um what what is there that's also how i find good books so i've read most of them so the best thing to do would be like go check out goodreads because people who are really bookish like to keep track of their of what they've read um I've definitely reread a book because I didn't have it on that list. And so um, you get bamboozled. So you can always <laughs> check that out and see if, if somebody does that. Right. Um, really especially like bookish folks. Like we just, we love to just keep track of what we've read and, and see our numbers. Cause it kind of feels nice to be like, Oh my God, I've read like 50 books. Holy shit. You know? Yeah. Um, and I put all of my, I have like different tags for my books and so I've got like my Ravage Love reads for 2023 and I've got my regular reads for 2023. So it's like super organized, but I'm not the only one, right? So if you want to buy a book for somebody who's a big reader, see if they have, um, see if they have a good reads. Also, see if they have like an Amazon or Indigo like wish list, right? Because that's what I do. Sometimes my, the, also like if you want to go the extra mile, if you want to go the extra mile and be like, I really care about this person and I want I want to do like I want to get them the best book. Check and see how long the wait is for a book at the library. Because there's so many books that I want to read but I don't want to buy and the wait is like 50 weeks. So if you go to that Goodreads, you know, you have a book in mind, you go to the Goodreads, you see like, oh, they haven't read it. Okay, I'm going to check the library, see how long the wait is. Oh, it's 50 weeks. Okay, this is the book I'm going to get this person because they're not going to be able to get it for free. <laughs> like I think smart. That's how I would do it. That's I like how it. I would do it. See, a lot of work, a lot of emotional labor. Yes, but again, doesn't cost you anything. No. And so you know, you're a busy gal. You're a single mom with three children. I'm a busy gal. Mm-hmm. I'm self-employed, and yet I could still find time between my meetings, between whatever, to like, yeah, scope and go look out someone's Goodreads or like. Yeah, like next time I'm at their house and I'm going to use the washroom anyway, just have a quick peek and be like, oh, what kind of products does she use? And what, what is she into? You know, like it's it doesn't take a lot, but it does take some planning. And that's why it can feel really cheap when people just give you something like a pot of gold, because it feels like you just didn't you just threw something together half ass, you know, especially mm-hmm. nowadays when it's so easy to lie and say Oh, your package hasn't arrived yet, but really in the back of your mind, you're just trying to think of an idea of what to buy them or something. Like, there's just so many ways in which you can hold off if you didn't have time and still get them something thoughtful. But instead, 100%. people are just like, "Here's a shitty cal- um, <laughs> a candle from like Bed Bath and Beyond or some shit that smells like fucking a grade seven locker room," and you're like, Thanks. It's like that. Yeah. That video of that little girl, or was, I don't know if it was a little boy or little girl, I can't remember now, who gets an avocado for Christmas. <laughs> but he was so happy though. Yeah, but he's just, but the way he says it, he's just like, thanks. Like, it just feels <laughs> like that's how I feel when I get those kinds of gifts where you're like, this is just you wanting me to be happy because you did something nice for me and not because you actually care about me. And you're like, mm. 100%. Um, but if, if you're someone like me who like, I wouldn't say I'm a femme because I see like when I think femme, I think you, right? I think like Barbie, and um, and I'm not butch, you know. I I am feminine, so I I, I would say I'm more like a goblin, like if that falls into the LGBTQ kind of uh, 
you know, rainbow. Um, so I don't have a ton of products. So I think if, if you were somebody to go through my like bathroom to see kind of like what products I use, if you see that, like my Valium is low, you can just call in that prescription. And I'd be like, that's so thoughtful. Like, I didn't want to do it. Thank you. You know, that like that, that's meaningful. It's anything. You can, you can adjust. Right? Exactly. Just, just, <laughs> just tailor it to the person is really the big takeaway is like, People don't like generic shit. They like things to be thoughtful and people get hung up on money or amount of gifts. But I think it's more important to get hung up on, is this something this person is going to want? Especially, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but also just in, in, like in light of rampant consumerism over the holidays, like it's not just like womp womp when you get a downer of a gift and you're like, oh fuck, now I got to put this to donations or like I got to find someone to take this off my hands because it's just it's junk and I don't want it you know so yeah. it's good for the climate it's good for our hearts to be thoughtful um and it's also good for our hearts over the holidays to not take shit too seriously and <laughs> I chose my book this week based solely on the title and I'm going to tell oh. you wasn't a good choice because <laughs> <laughs> bad Renee it was bad oh. and not in a way that it was so bad it was came back around to being good it was just not good um oh dear yeah but the title though are you ready for it I'm buckled let's do this <laughs> so it's Naughty Noel I'm um, you know there's lots to choose from there's cheesy corny Hallmark Christmas ones there's zany I fucked an elf and random shit and then there's this book called Scrooge McFuck. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I haven't heard of that. And I've been looking for a Scrooge book and I would have hundred percent chosen that based on the title. Right. And then you open it up and there's a picture. It's so good. Like I was just like, this is amazing. Then I see that this is a prolific author. So this is not just some, some like random person on the Kobo store. She is, her name is May Sage, and she's a Black American author who currently lives in the Netherlands, which is very cool. Oh, um, very she cool. writes fantasy, paranormal, and some contemporary romance. Right up my alley, yeah. Exactly, right? So I'm like, yes, yes, tell me more. This one was published in 2016. It's about 150 pages, and it's book two in her Some Girls Do It series. Okay. And, I mean... The title already had me. Then on the first page, it's a, basically a screen grab of a text exchange between her and a friend where her friend goes to say Scrooge something like, I'm going to jump in the coins like Scrooge McDuck and then says, oh my God, my autocorrect tried to make it Scrooge McFuck because if you have an iPhone, you know that iPhones constantly try to correct fuck into duck. And then if you <laughs> tell it, it's always fuck, then it never registers the word duck. So this person was like, oh my God, my phone tried to autocorrect this to Scrooge McFuck. How hilarious. And then May responds with, oh my God, I'm going to have to write a book with that as the title. It's too good not to. And the friend's like, well, you'll have to dedicate it to me if you do. So love that. Love that already. And so that's why I was so disappointed by this weak sauce, lackluster book that like wasn't so... It, it was like a Martin Scorsese film where you're like... <laughs> <laughs> this is two hours too long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the story could have been told in 50 pages instead of 150 pages. And it wasn't so 
like it wasn't really that funny to be like, yes, okay, we're playing with it. But even under the categories under Kobo, it says humorous. And so I thought it was going to be some of the books that you've read or even like a Chuck Tingle type situation. No. This is the story of a girl <laughs> named <laughs> Piper who is a single mom with a deadbeat ex-husband who refuses to sign the divorce papers. And it's because she comes from a very, very wealthy family. And so he thinks, I'm gonna get this money. What he doesn't know is that the family has cut her off since she decided to have a child and marry this deadbeat. The family was like, well, you're making poor choices, so you're cut out of the family. So she's on the struggle bus trying to, you know, make ends meet as a single mom. Through a family friend, longtime family friend, she gets a job working for this McKinley family and McFinley family, which are billionaire real estate moguls. So she gets this job there and then she makes her way up to being basically like the chief of staff, like the assistant to the CEO, who is a lovely old man who then retires and passes the business on to his son, Bennett. Bennett is a piece of shit Nepo baby um, <laughs> with a hot girlfriend who's very smart and works as a journalist and very accomplished, but also just arm candy. And she routinely comes to his office and they have loud, obnoxious sex. And yet he's like extremely strict about everything that Piper does and runs everything like a tight ship. And he's just unfriendly and mean. Um, and so she does not like him. And so her daughter starts calling him Ebenezer when she finds out that he also doesn't like Christmas. And then she, wow. yeah, she's like, oh, who's this fucking guy? And of course, if you're a six-year-old child, you're like, of course, if you don't hate, if you don't like Christmas, then you're dead to me. So then she starts <laughs> calling him Scrooge or Ebenezer is the daughter. And then she starts calling him Scrooge McFuck because she fucking hates him. So one day she asks to go home early. You, we know it's because her daughter is sick, but she doesn't get into that with him. He just says, no, absolutely not. You can't go home early. We have stuff to do. And she's like, no, I need to. And he was like, no, I'm your boss. I tell you what to do. And she's like, well, then I, you're not my boss anymore. I quit. Go fuck yourself. And storms out. And he's just sort of like, wow, okay. She's really trying to like test my boundaries. And then realizes the next day, oh, she's really, truly not coming back. What the fuck? And then realizes that he's been attracted to her. And that's part of the reason why he's being a dick to her because he wants to be very loyal to his girlfriend. And then he goes to his girlfriend's work to meet up with her and kind of surprise her and then finds out that she's not there. And he's like, well, what do you mean? She's not here. She should be here. And she's like, well, that's what happens when you're fucking the editor in chief. So he's like, oh. oh, so I guess we have not been exclusive. Cool. Uh, so breaks up with her. And then... I think he does something very sketchy, which is looks through her employment, Piper's employment file, and then just like shows up at her house. Blech. Yeah, don't love that. And you find out in that moment that he was has been mean to her, not just because he likes her, but because he thinks she's just a Nepo baby who got this job as a fancy EA and like didn't earn her way there and is now like asking to cut off work early, da 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 da. Because when he shows up at her house, he's like, this is, like, dilapidated. Like, she lives, like, a slumlord runs this house. And I expected to, to arrive at an address that was, like, really bougie. 
And so she goes inside, or he goes inside, and the young daughter answers the door because she's like, oh, mom's really sick. And she's like, basically almost unconscious. She's so sick with the flu. So then he finds out, oh my God, she said she needed to leave early to pick up her kid who's sick, who's now made her sick. And now she's alone at home and like unbelievably sick and dehydrated. So he scoops her up and takes her home and gets his private doctor to come and nurse her back to health. And then they realize she's like, oh my God, he's not, you know, doesn't have a heart of stone. He is like, you know, a real person and he does care. And then she's like, what would your girlfriend think? And he's like, "Mm, I left her. She's like, okay. And then she's like, why don't you tell me you had a kid? Why don't you tell me that you're still married? And then she's like, well, because this is the situation. So he then goes to the ex-husband and pays him off and says, I I don't know if you realize this, but um, if it's just a number, what's the number? Thinking this guy's going to say millions and millions of dollars and he was going to pay it because he loves Piper. He's discovered and he is a billionaire. And the guy's like $100,000. He's like, for $100,000, you're going to sign this divorce and you're going to leave her alone and you're not going to fight for custody. And he's like, no, for $100,000, I'll never hear from me again. And he's like, cool, here's a check. Peace. Then goes back to her house and surprises her because her and her daughter always have this bucket list dream of going to the North Pole. One, because the daughter wants to see where Santa's from. And two, because Piper is obsessed with nature and the Northern Lights. And she was like, before I die, I want to see the Northern Lights. So old Scrooge McFuck buys them two tickets to Alaska as a gift. And then she's like, oh my God, it's too much. And he's like, no, it's nothing. And it'll make you and your daughter happy. And your daughter makes me so happy as well. And then he goes home. So they go off to Alaska. Then he goes home for the holidays and his family's like, what are you doing? You're in love with this bitch. Just go fucking be with her. Like go to Alaska, get the fuck out of here. So he shows up to Alaska. She's all surprised to see him, but happy. They bang. They realize they're in love. And then it sort of insinuates that he also bought a ring that he's going to pop the question shortly. Okay. Um, I mean, it's very hallmarky. A hundred and ten percent. And it just, I couldn't put my finger on it. Like I couldn't put, the writing's not bad. I would say she definitely cannot write for, like, the child character because this child, Maya, was speaking in, like, full eloquent sentences. And I'm like, she's six years old. Like, she does not have that level of, like, analysis about what's going on around her. Like, I was pretty fucking (laughs) precocious. I know you were pretty precocious, but, like, still. Yeah. You could tell when someone, like, has not. Anyway, so that part, I was like, I roll. But also, like... A book called Scrooge McFuck and there's barely any fucking and when there is fucking, you're kind of glossing over it. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. So technically there was fucking, but it was very little and at the end and not very explicit. So I have to give it something out of five. So I'm going to give it two out of five on the spice scale. Um, And in terms of accoutrement, this motherfucker, you know that scene in The Holiday, which... By the way, everyone, if you don't know this already, The Holiday is one of the top three best Christmas movies of all time. Um, You can fight us on it and we will win. We will win. Uh, There is a scene where, you know, city slinger Cameron Diaz gets dropped off at the cottage and the car can't make its way up. So she's like trudging through the snow with her heels and her luggage. Um, That whole scene basically plays out when he flies to Alaska and he like has dress shoes and like no parka. And then he goes to take a cab from the airport to the cabin and guy's like i can't drive all the way up this and he's like trudging up through the snow in his suit and lack of parka 
And I mean, I guess proving that billionaires are not inter- inherently smart people. But um, <laughs> so in light of that, then when he gets to the house, he's like, oh, my God, I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I might have pneumonia. So the accoutrement that I'm giving this film or this film, this book are uh, wool socks. Even though I think it nice. should be a crime in the criminal code to have sex with socks on if you're a man. Um, <laughs> I don't think men should ever wear socks in bed, I think there's something about the look. I cannot tell you why, but a man wearing nothing but a pair of socks, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> it screams predator. I don't know why. It just does. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Dahmer 100% wore socks. Yes! Like, it's just like, you know. <laughs> it's like when a dude is walking around in just a t-shirt, I'm like, Winnie the Pooh could barely pull it off. What are you fucking doing right now? Put it away. <laughs> grown men in baths with like their floating flaccid genitalia like it's just there's so there's so many looks on men that give me the ick and one of them is dudes wearing socks in bed but in this particular case i don't know that he would be able to get it up if he couldn't get his feet warm because the blood's not circulating properly so i'm gonna give him some wool socks to bennett aka scrooge mcfuck You know, I don't know if you have these in Ontario. I mean, you must, but like Alberta is obviously notoriously cold. So we have, um, I think they're called like hot pockets and it's not the food. It's like these little baggies that like are chemical and they heat up. You pop them in your shoes or your mitts. And I always buy like a Costco size box so that I can like give them to people who are like asking for money and stuff on the corner. Um, and use them myself. So I, I would say like some of those. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. Maybe then, then it's less about the socks but more about mm. the warmth. Smart. I do love a hot pocket. I, um, yeah, I have driven a piece of shit old car for 20 years with mm-hmm. no heat in it. So I have always had a stack of those um, nice. in my car. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I read this week. I've, you know, the old adage, well, don't judge a book by its cover is true. And in this case, don't judge a book by its <laughs> title because I was pulled in and then I was let down. I always read the reviews. Like, I always go to Goodreads because I, I don't want to know what happens. I want to know if it's spicy. Mm. Or I want to know if, like, it's very problematic because I don't want to waste my time. Smart. So I try to – I look at reviews without trying to glean too much from them. Smart. 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 Well, smart. What you get up to this week there for you old not in a well? Um, okay. So I read – number one of the Monsters of Grim Lake series by Salem Sinclair, and it's called Grave Tidings. Um, So Noelle is a newly single woman who lives in Grim Lake, which is a town where people and monsters coexist. Okay. Um, And she's having a time because her boyfriend of three years, Craig, just broke up with her. And she is miserable. And now her name's Noelle, right? So she typically would love Christmas. Um, but she was feeling glum and stuff and waited until Christmas Eve to start decorating and get a tree. And she couldn't find a tree anywhere except this like gross little shack at a gas station. But she bought a tree and she's trying to get it into her house. And her house has quite a few steps. So she's in her like ratty, gross leggings that might have a hole in the crotch. We don't know. And um, she's just furious. So she's yelling like, oh, fuck Christmas. Fuck Santa. Fuck this tree. Fuck the world. Fuck everything. And she's like throwing throwing birds up to the sky and is just miserable. So she gets the tree up the stairs, but then she slips on a patch of ice and she lands on her ass and she's like, fuck everything. And then 
she hears a voice say like, wow, what a blood offer. And she's like, sorry. I wa- oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't cursing at you. I'm just like, you know, everything. And he's like the spicy, spicy kind of like darker skinned man who's like very well groomed and like looking lovely. And he's like, okay, well, how about I give you a hand? And she's like, oh my God, would you like, thank you so much. Oh my God. And so he walks over to the tree and just picks it up, puts on his shoulder, walks up the stairs. And she notices that like, he's got bells that are kind of jingling while he's walking. And, um, she's like, that's cute. Okay. And so he gets the tree into her house and he goes to put it in the tree stand and he's like, okay, get under the tree and, and tighten the screws. Well, you know, while I adjust the tree and she's like, oh, okay. And, um, so she's like crouched under this tree and her ass is in the air. And, uh, she's like, is it getting tighter? Like, you know, trying to work the screws. And he's like, oh yeah, it's so tight. And he's like, but I think it could be tighter. And then she's like, okay. And then she notices that like he's, he's standing between her legs and she's like, okay, I'll just like ignore it, whatever. Um, and he gets closer to her, like his leg. And it's kind of like his leg and his very nice shoe is kind of rubbing on her clit. And she's just like, oh, this is really nice. Um, and so she's doesn't realize it, but she's kind of like moving into his shoe um, and then like trying to fasten the tree. But then um, she realizes he's like leaning into it, too. And she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you know, I could use this. So he's just like, keep going. And so she grinds herself on his leg and his shoe while she's under this tree Um and then she's like, what's your name? And he's like, you can just call me Gus. And she's like, okay. And then so she grinds up on him, but then he pulls his f- foot away. And she's like, whoa, okay, wait a second. Like, the what's happening? Um, and then uh, he reveals that uh, he's actually Krampus. And Krampus is there to give her punishment for cursing Christmas because Santa's his brother. Whoa! Yeah. And so he like turns into Krampus and he's like, um, look, he's like, he's like, like dirty talking to her and stuff. And, um, he's like, you know what? You've been really bad this year. So I have to give you a punishment. And she's like, what? And then, uh, she passes out. And so she wakes up and she realizes she's in her dining room. But she's really tied up, like, with Christmas lights. But she's in the position of, like, a turkey. And he, he's he got her strung up with Christmas lights, like, by her hair. And then, like, all around her titties. And they're just kind of, like, grazing the table. Like, she's suspended. But she's also attached to the table. And she's like, no, my God, please. No, like, I, I wasn't bad. I was just having a day. And he's like, you know what? Uh, it's not peg begging's not gonna help you at this point, but he keeps calling her pet, and I was like, Whew, okay, all right, hmm, okay, I love that. Um, and he's like, I'm gonna punish you, um, because I have to because you're cursing my brother, and uh, he ends up, um, 
just giving her the what for. And that's the whole entire book. And um, I mean, she loves it. She fucking loves it. And they have a safe word and it's peppermint, which I love. And they also have like safe, they have like safe hand signs. And he's like, I know you think that you can get out of this punishment, um, but you can't. Like, the, those signs won't work. But if, if you feel like I've crossed the line, like, use the hand signs or whatever. And, and so there's, like, a scene before she gets, like, turkey-tied where she, like, headbutts him and runs into the woods. And he's, like, he finds her, obviously. So then she wakes up and she's all hog-tied. Um, so it's it's a whole book about, like, Dubcon, basically. Um, and it's um, a lot of, like being bound and like multiple orgasms but then there's like a tremendous amount of aftercare like so much aftercare but the whole book is fucking and a lot of people were like it's just porn it's just porn it's like yes it is but it was fucking spicy there's no story here julie they just fuck the whole time um now here's what i want to say this book had everything <laughs> i was waiting for it it okay it had my favorite thing fisting and i was like right on okay it had like some anal stuff it had um uh sex it had uh, like some some being tied up it had like everything it had like she had this big like gag thing keeping her mouth open so she couldn't really talk it had everything it was great and it and sometimes it was like oh my god it's it's going too far but then it was like it the aftercare was so beautiful he was like massaging her and like getting her water and he's like you have to drink that and he's like okay you need a cookie here eat this cookie and i was like i actually love this book even though it's like really dubious but here's the thing is that he's this like 1000 year old entity and when we meet him he's talking as though he is very old and i loved that but then later in the book it just like kind of changes where he's like instead of being like oh you're a good girl and i'm like okay all right it's like yeah you're tight on my cock and i was like yeah okay (laughs) like there's a scene where he's like fuck pet you taste so good and i'm like why why is he talking like this like this isn't sexy anymore um so anyway I don't even know. There's no story. There's no story. She gets her punishment from Krampus. And then once the punishment's over, she's like, but I want to, but I want to fuck you. And he's like, okay, well, look, your punishment's over. So if, if we do this, like you, it's has to be completely your choice. And, you know, and that's, I want to do it, but like, then they have the conversation. And I was like, shit. I was like, that's really nice. they're, They're talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, it had okay. I will say this: it had the worst dick sucking scene. Oh, I've ever you read. hate it so like, much! It was so like it was like skull fucking, and I was like, nope. And that's when his language changed. Was the dick sucking? So I was like, Salem Sinclair, did somebody else write this? Because the rest of it was great. It was really great, but then the dick sucking was like, like she was like gagging, and he's like fucking her skull, and like she's like crying, and I was like, that. I was like, this, this yeah. is not nice. Um, but then they fuck and then he, um, he like gives her aftercare, gives her like cookies and, and something water and like tucks her into bed. And then the next day she wakes up and, uh, her house is decorated. He decorated her house for her. And I was like, that's, 
That's thoughtful. That's a good gift, guys. Right yeah. there. Decorate someone's house for them. But then there's a box under the tree. And she's like, oh, my God, Krampus left me a, a present. And um, she opens it. And it's just a card with his phone number. And then um, she decides to call. And then the book ends with him picking up saying, hello, pet. Merry Christmas. And I was like, why is that spicy? And you know what it is? It's the cute names. Mm. Like, he calls her, like, lamb and pet and, like, darling. And I'm just like, oh, yes. That, that was the good stuff. So if you don't have a pet name for your loved one yet, maybe introduce one this Christmas. It's, yes. It's lovely. And it, it gets it gets the, the juices flowing. It just does. Have your own um, Naughty Noel. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So what are you going to um, read for us? Uh, I, I'm going to read, uh, like... A, a sex maybe like a like like they've just finished the punishment um and um yeah so this isn't the the strongest writing in the book okay but i think it was like the best part to read that could because it wasn't juicy like phys, like actually like fluidy mm-hmm. okay gotcha um but it, but it's right before the gross dick sucking scene so you're not you're not getting that wonderful thank you for looking out for us Okay. It has a great a lot of great one-liners too. I will, I will Oh, that we do love that. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh There we go. Please, please, please she begged, unsure exactly what she was begging for. Look at you, begging so pretty. What do you need, pet? Krampus asked, tone like gravel. She could feel his erection heavy and hot, digging into her upper back. Kiss me, Noel pleaded around a moan. Please. So much I would give you right now, and you ask for a thing so simple. You kiss like you need it to survive, Krampus breathed, crimson clashing with her garland, her garland green eyes. I've never met anyone that kisses me like you do, she whispered in return, honesty falling from her lips like crumbs from a cake. He cradled her face in his hands, leaning forward to press a kiss to her forehead. After Krampus had unhooked Noel from the ceiling and unleashed her legs from the speared bar, or the spread bar, he gathered her in his arms and carried her to the living room. He settled her on the emerald-colored velvet couch, nipple clamps and cunt ornament still firmly in place before he covered her with a blanket and went to grab her a glass of water. Once he ensured that she drank the whole glass down, he took the glass from her hand and placed it on the golden mid-century modern side table. Before we continue, Krampus started, kneeling before her hands on either side of her hips. I want you to know that your punishment is complete. You're not obligated to give me any pleasure. Do you understand? Noelle nodded, confused. You don't want to have sex? She inquired, slightly hurt. She had hoped this whole thing would culminate in them hurtling their bodies at one another. But Krampus shook his head. He reached out, placing a finger under her chin so he could look at her directly in the eye. You misunderstand, pet. I want nothing more... Uh, to lose myself in your body, to sink my cock so deep inside you that you'll think of me for weeks because of the ache. But I want to be sure that you want it. The dog's growling, doesn't like Krampus. <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> and don't think that you're forced to have sex with me. I want it, she breathed, tongue dipping out to wet her suddenly dry lips. God, I want it so bad. Krampus's thumb traced her lips before dragging her bottom lip down. She poked her tongue out and swirled it around his thumb, careful of his claw. He growled. You tempt me like no other uh, creature ever has. Good, Noel murmured back, breathing, getting heavy as she sh- uh, took his thumb into her mouth. 
Despite the numerous orgasms, her body was coming alive again, heating back up at the idea of him inside her, in her mouth, in her pussy, spreading her wide open. Out of the corner of her eye, she could see his erection. It had been flaccid earlier, having flagged between the earlier activities and stopping to grab her a drink to ensure she was an active participant in their encounter. But it was thickening right before her eyes. As she sucked on his thumb, suddenly surging to his feet, he proclaimed, Enough teasing. I want your mouth on my cock. Remember your safe word hand signals? At my nod, he continued, Good, because you won't be able to speak for a long time. With that, he grabbed double fistfuls of her candy cane red hair and led her down to his dark weeping erection and then this is the last piece that like you know that it's gonna be bad okay okay here we go his flavor burst over noelle's tongue at the same time his musky scent encased her she had had a lot of friends that complained about the odor and taste of dick but she loved the primal aroma it was heady intoxicating the sweat the earthy musk there was nothing like it uh, and then it's the wor- it the most awful dick sucking scene I've ever read. But um, the rest of it very spicy. If you can get past the headiness of his his pee pee, um, this book's for you. Oh, Didn't man. need that. You know what? Like romance novels do not sell me on dick sucking. No, they definitely don't. It is very rare. You know what? Now I couldn't even tell you if I've ever read a dick sucking scene in a romance book that didn't make it. Yeah. No, I feel like I must. No, because even when I've read like a tender one between like two men, it's always like a historical romance. And I just keep thinking about how they haven't washed their bodies in so long. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It just repulses me in a different way. And like they'll use words like musk. And you're like, we didn't need to hear that. That did not need to be said. The only musk I want in my life is white musk from the body shop. And like, that's it. That's yeah. it. Mm-mm. Otherwise, get no, that don't. fucking word out of my face. No, and you know what? If 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 you use musk in any way to d- describe the scent of genitals instead of something lovely, like a f- a fragrant, and a floral and lovely and, and angels are singing. Like, I don't I don't want it because you've you got to sell oral because yeah. there's people like me that want to like it. With men, I mean men specifically. Don't I love love it with women? But like, you, you want to sell it. You're not doing people with penises any favors. You're really not. You're really truly not. And we live in a culture that likes to talk about like, oh, pussy stings, pussy smells. Da, da, da. I'm like, nothing is worse than a dank smelling dick. Hundred percent. Like just sweaty cock and balls. Absolutely fucking not. So yeah. Even if you even if you don't think you're getting your dick sucked. But you're gonna like you're you're about to get busy. Like just run in the bathroom, wash your balls. Like that's it. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Also, like, here's what I want to know, okay? Because I don't know. So, we read a book. Well, I read a book for our disability week mm-hmm. about a, a woman, and she ends up getting like tied up and stuff, and she loves it. And I loved that book. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they mentioned in it was about how she couldn't be touched without him washing her hands. And I was like, that is such a great cue. Like. To know, like, they're washing their hands so you're going to get touched, but also, like, to take care so that she didn't get infections and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I understand hands are filthy, okay? But as somebody who now has to have that perimeter in in their relationships with people, like, I I could get infected easily and not know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that's going to kill me soon because I'm going to be taking this medication to kill my immune system. So can you, like... 
is it is it po- like is it possible for a for for a man's pee pee to be like dirty and it give you an infection? Like, how do you get a dirty dick? How do you get a dirty? Like, how do they get it gross? Yeah, like I understand there's like the sweat component and that stuff, but like, could you just get like an infection from a penis? That's not like an STI, I mean, but like. I mean, you definitely get a yeast infection. You could get a UTI. Gross, okay. Yeah, and in fact, I remember reading this article that was like one of the biggest causes of, um, well, the biggest cause of UTI is men, but like one of the biggest causes of yeast infections also is like men with dirty hands. Yeah. And like dirty dicks, but also just like dirty hands, like finger banging you. And yeah, women feeling like they can't like ask. I'm like, oh my God, wash your hands. Like Ugh. Jesus Christ. And also, yeah, wash your goddamn genitals. Also like Mosec involves some oral in some way. So, but either way, your junk is coming out of your pants at some point. So like act accordingly. Mm. But yeah. Listeners, if you know of a hot oral sex scene performed on a man that wasn't, that actually made it sound enticing, do let us know because we have yet to find it. And Renee is trying. She really is. She's trying to expand her repertoire, but you're not helping us with these musky descriptions. No, it awful. Like awful. The rest of him was like beautiful and like alabaster and like really lovely. And it's like his musky dick. I'm like, nope. I'm out. No, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nobody wants that. Didn't have to. It, they didn't have to. They didn't have to, but that was a choice. <laughs> and uh, that's my only complaint about this book. And you know what? It loses one point for Spice for that, for the dick sucking scene. Um, but the rest of it was great. So, like, if, you're, if your partners are into it, you should fist them. That's my Christmas advice to everybody. That's that's my advent, advent uh, treat for the day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, I think we could just end it there. There's no real... I, I'm not going to bring anything spectacular from my book. And I think we just <laughs> began with Best Gift to Buy a Femme, Care of Julie, and ended with Best Gift to Give a Loved One from Renee. Yeah. Um, wash your hands and then fist them. <laughs> 100%. It's awesome. Love that for us. Well, yeah. love this journey for us. <laughs> yeah. really really went to a lot of places today on the episode you really did I, we thought it was going to be a short one yeah but, we uh, were nope. look at us gabbed like hens <laughs> well it was always lovely to chat with you renee oh my god you too baby girl i love you so much i love you too you want to sing us out sure do ravage love ravage love bye bye The show is created by Kevin McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter or by email at RavageLove.podcast at gmail.com.